0: You're listening to The Inner Athlete, a podcast that inspires athletes on their journey. My name is Anna Rantala, and I'm a beach volleyball player from Finland. I love to connect and learn from others, so here I am sitting down with different athletes and coaches to talk about life and how has sports shaped our ways of thinking. Join us to have some meaningful moments and let's dive deep into the layers of the mind. This is The Inner Athlete. Quick disclaimer, I am not a mental health professional, I am here to have meaningful conversations and hopefully inspire along the way. Today I have an amazing guest here with me, she is a professional golfer and to be honest, I think golf is one of the most fascinating sports. I am amazed by the calmness and the mindfulness that they have to have in able to succeed in this sport. So, today Say hello to Ellie Skoog. She's from Sweden and actually she studied in the U.S. as well. So we have that fun thing in common. So we're going to talk about that quite a lot. Um, what do you learn in the U.S. and what is it like to be a student athlete in America? We also talk about the mindfulness aspect of golf and overall just the sport of golf. Hey, let's go into the episode and I'm so glad that you're listening. Hey, um, thanks so much for coming. I am so excited. I am so fascinated about the golfer's mind and the and the lifestyle of the game <laughs> game itself. Um, so thanks Ellie for coming.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure. I was so happy when you asked me to come. So of course I had to say yes to that.
0: <laughs> Yay, that's so nice. Um, before we start, um, how are you? How are you doing? Just a basic, basic important question. How are you?
1: Yeah, um, I'm good right now. I'm happy to be out practicing and working on my game because I'm guessing we'll speak more about that later. But I had quite a long or I took a long break from golf um, for quite some time. So I'm happy to be playing again. However, not very happy about the weather getting cold here in Sweden. So Mm -hmm. that's a bit of a bummer because we can't play all year round here. The golf courses are closing, I think, in probably like a week or two, maybe. Um, So that's yeah not as fun it's getting very cold and very dark but except for that I'm good so
0: yeah sounds nice yeah I can I can only imagine because uh, well I actually am playing some golf it's funny because I okay. not get, I'm <laughs> terrible but I mean I I know the sport a little bit and I've been playing this summer um and I went to play like two weeks ago and it was so cold. It's it's a different game when it's really cold. And <laughs> yeah, I I can imagine that you cannot play um, all year around. So that must be a little bit challenging. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, it is. And even if you can practice inside, that's not really the same thing. Mm. Um, and even when you go outside like it's completely different because the you know when it's cold out the balls get cold so they don't fly as far you don't get as much roll when you're playing on the course so it's a different yeah. game to be honest you're not hitting your clubs the same distance and everything so yeah it's yeah it's yeah. changing yeah. a lot really but yeah that's mm-hmm. fun that you're playing as well
0: <laughs> yeah yeah probably my friends who are listening to this they're probably like cracking up because <laughs> the, you know if, they, if you would see my swing and you know i, I wouldn't say necessarily that i play but'm um, i'm trying and trying something new and it's a it's a fascinating um sport and you kind of get like really easily um you kind of get hooked and you always want to get better and yeah. you want to better your swing and it doesn't really matter what your level is you always want to get better um
1: i, I exactly yeah, yeah i think that's so common because my boyfriend started playing as well since he met me and he's absolutely obsessed like he wants to play yeah. all the time some sometimes it's just him like can we go to the golf course now can we play and i'm like okay <laughs> you know like once you start you get really like obsessed you just want to play more you just want to get better so yeah that's cool. um, yeah yeah that's fun cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey um to our well, um i mean listeners and everybody really um who is ellie yeah tell me a little bit about
1: yourself <laughs> Yeah, I'm Ellie, like you said, or Eleanor, but I go by Ellie. It's always easier, especially uh, when I speak to people in English, which which I do most of the time. Obviously, I'm yeah. Swedish. I'm from Gothenburg from the beginning, um, and I'm 26 years old, soon to be or soon to be, but to be 27 in the beginning of next year. Yeah, um, I am a golf player, a professional golf player. I turned pro not too long ago um, probably like a month or so before that I was playing on the amateur level I was playing for four years in the U.S. as a college golfer Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously that's more about what I'm doing that's not necessarily who I am I would say I'm I'm a lot more (laughs) than that as well there are a lot of things that I do enjoy outside of sports I mean I love golf I love other sports like um, yeah, working out, watching sports like uh, football or soccer, whatever you want to call it. Also love hockey, basketball. Um, so just, yeah, the sports world is something that I'm very fascinated by. Um, love playing sports, love watching sports. And then I'm also very much into um I like reading I like writing I'm also really enjoying cooking so there's mm. a lot of different things that that yeah. I do really enjoy um which is a good thing I guess when you yeah, have a lot of interest sure. but it's also you know a bit complicated sometimes because you feel like you have not enough time to do all the things that you like but yeah mm. those are I guess um short description of who I am what I enjoy doing
0: <laughs> yeah no it sounds like a great great uh, great combination and like a nice nice balance and like you said you you listed a little bit things what you do and then um also what you like and who you really are mm-hmm. so that's awesome that's so Difficult.
1: Awesome. yeah I because thought... you start talking about what you do right not yeah. necessarily who you are it's not often you speak about that i mean like personality personality trait wise is that like yeah. the question or you know like that's what's complicated but yeah, yeah i'm hoping that's um a bit clear at least
0: yeah yeah for sure Hey, um, you said a little bit that you enjoy a lot of different sports and obviously golf and um, yeah, lots of different sports. So maybe we could start with the with the fact that how did you get involved with with golf? Like how did you start playing golf?
1: Yeah, so basically, I would say I wasn't really forced, but I'm like I grew up in a golf family. Like my dad mm-hmm. is a golf teacher. Um, and my mom she's uh, working in sales and when I grew up she was working in the golf shop right at the golf club so pretty much my whole life like everyone in the family has just been involved in the golf business so that was you know when I was a kid my friends were like okay we're not going to force you to play golf for the rest of your life but we would like you to give it a try right we would like Mm -hmm. you to try to play get your green card and at least you know be able to yeah, try it out because it's because it's a big part of of their lives as well. Um, So I played growing up, thought it was, you know, all right, but it wasn't my favorite thing to do. I spent a lot of time dancing as well. Mm. Um, When I was younger, that's probably what I wanted to do. Most of all, I wanted to be like, you know, a professional dancer. I wanted to be in like musicals and ballets and stuff Mm, like that. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was just really, really fun. And I think it wasn't until I got a bit older that I realized that I'm very competitive and in dance, even though it's performing and everything like that, it's not really competing the same way. Mm. And with golf, I had the option to start competing. I had this option to, you know, um, play some junior tournaments, even travel a bit, maybe to play tournaments. And I think that was one of the main things that I also really loved about it. Um, You mentioned before that with golf, I mean, with any sport, but particularly golf, I would say like, there's no such thing as perfection. There's always New things that you can learn, you can always improve, you can always get so much better. So, I think that was something that got me really hooked on golf because it's like Mm. it's a challenge that you can just, you know, you can keep at it for the rest of your life. You can always improve, you can always get better. So, it's kind of this, you know, annoying thing and this love hate relationship of, you know, you're trying to master something that you really can't master. So, that was probably the main thing that, um, yeah made me want to get into golf in a more serious way and start competing and start actually practicing and get better mm-hmm. um, but definitely I mean I already had the background from being in a golf family so it's yeah it's always been there um, yeah. but not at that level always if you yeah if you can put it that way yeah <laughs>
0: yeah awesome that's actually really interesting because I thought that like golfers or not necessarily like the person but like golf is seen as a really like perfect sport in a way because you have to make like a perfect shots and uh you know perfect puts and all of these things so you would think that like golf is about like perfectionism but when you start really thinking about it like you just said it makes complete sense that it really isn't like you cannot really be a perfectionist in golf
1: I mean, yeah, you can't. That's the thing. Like, even the pros can't, right? Because obviously, it depends on how you look at it. Like, when you play, you have the par of the course, right? Like, normally it's 72 or something like that, 70, 72. And if you look at it, that par is, you know, perfection. Then obviously, yes, there are lots of people who can shoot par. The pros are um, shooting under par to win tournaments. But at the same time, perfection is, you know, I, I don't know, how do you describe what that is? It, it's not mm-hmm. really the par either, because People are already performing better than that, um, and it's just I, 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 Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there, there is, there is no such thing as perfection. There just mm. isn't in golf, and that's what's complicated as well. And especially, I would describe myself as kind of a perfectionist. In a lot of things that I like to do, I like to have things organized. I like to do mm. like, you know, good if I do something, and that's what's complicated as well. Um, playing a sport yeah. where you feel like you, you can't be perfect, and many times on the golf course as well it's a big difference between the actual shot that you hit, the swing that you do, and the outcome of the shot. You can feel like you're doing everything right, but the outcome and the result may not be as good as the input, you know? And I think this is also yeah a big aspect of it in terms of perfection like okay how do i judge it is perfection based on the result and the outcome or is it based on my effort and um, the swing that i make or yeah the shots that i hit so that's a bit complicated as well if you get yeah, into it sure. it's a lot of yeah yeah a lot of aspects to it i think
0: yeah that's a really good point um i guess that's when you really start thinking about a lot of different sports i'm thinking obviously beach volleyball uh, the sport mm-hmm. of volleyball where i come from uh, it's also the same thing that if I hit the ball, after it leaves my hand, I cannot affect it where it goes, basically, you know, like then yep. the energy, like, of course, I'm trying to make the ball to go somewhere that I want. And then I, I would think like football, soccer, like baseball, like all these different sports. Like, yeah, it's um
1: it's an interesting world. And it's a yeah cool point of view as well like yeah but that's what's yeah that's that's what's difficult right especially when you want to perform because I mean if you're an athlete especially like you have high goals you have all of these dreams and objectives within your sport and they are often very like outcome and results focused right but at the same time you can't really control the outcome and the results so you have to be able to kind of put that to the side and focus on like your input and what you're doing. Um, And I guess if you want to judge something as like perfection, you can try to perfect your effort, but you can't really perfect the outcome, I guess, I would say it that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's nicely said. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. We have a cool thing in common. We both went to the States to study and um, play sports. We were actually pretty close. I was in Georgia, Atlanta, and you were in Limestone Limestone College, right? Is that in North or South Carolina?
1: It's in South Carolina, but it's in the North. So it's one hour south of Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, So yeah, it's I don't remember how many hours it took to Atlanta because we went there a few times, but uh, quite a few, I think. So, yeah. but it's yeah, it's close. I mean, the US is big, so obviously Jordan yeah, and yeah. You, are next to each other. So that's cool. That's awesome.
0: So, how did you end up going to the States? Was that like a like a dream of yours, or always a goal, or something in your head? Um, yeah, tell me about that.
1: I wouldn't say it was always like a goal or like a dream. Um, obviously, I think I was probably closer to 15 when I started taking golf, you know, more seriously in terms of like competing and everything like that. So in order to get to the U.S. and to get a golf scholarship I still had you know some way to go in terms of yeah getting to the level I needed um, but I think already when I started high school there was a lot of girls at my golf club who were a few years older and some of them went to the U.S. and went to college so I kind of told myself I think beginning of high school that okay I'm not sure yet if I'm going to end up going or not, because a lot can happen during a few years, you don't really know what you want to do. Um, but if I get to the point where I want to go to the US, I want to make sure that my level is good enough that I can have a scholarship, right. So I kind of had that in the back of my mind. And then obviously, high school, you know, everything that happens, you're trying to figure out who you are, what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and during I think it was my last year in high school that was when I decided like you know what like this is what I want to do after I'm really enjoying golf um I really feel like the experience of going overseas and studying in the U.S. is something I would like to do and that's when I kind of decided I wanted to do it so I already had it in my mind but it was not like clear you know something I always um, always work towards but I thought it was such a great opportunity as well because I always liked school and I always wanted to get a degree and everything but I wasn't really sure maybe exactly what I wanted to study or what Mm. I wanted to do so I thought that was such a good opportunity to be able to kind of you know get both I would be able to still play golf competitively and also get my education and the whole experience and everything so um, yeah it just kind of came with time and then when I decided to go I mean that was it then I was fully into it and I mean you've been there too so I'm sure you you also know what a crazy experience that is I mean it's wonderful in so many ways but it's also so difficult at the same time so it's just yeah it's a big roller coaster but definitely such a cool adventure I would say
0: yeah yeah I can relate and uh, it's cool to hear how kind of you end up there Uh, I feel like everybody has a different story some some might already think that hey I want to go there obviously for for people living in the U S it's a, uh, you know, like maybe they start thinking about it pretty much, like earlier, like mm-hmm. early high school, they get recruited already then. And I was recruited my last year um, of high school as well. And that's pretty late for, okay. for Americans. They're like, "What? Mm-hmm. like, you only recruited now. And yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's funny, but so let's talk about that a little bit, the, the experience in the U S. So <laughs> you were, you were on the East coast um, of, of, of America and um, what would you say was the most challenging thing I know there's probably a lot of things um, but maybe now looking back uh, what comes to your mind
1: yeah I mean there are many things like you said I think one of the biggest ones I mean yeah one of the biggest ones was probably the whole like workload of being a student athlete I think that's something that if you haven't been to college as a student athlete, you can't really comprehend or understand what that's like, um, regardless Mm -hmm. of, I think, you know, people talk about division one, division two, like different levels. But I think if you're a student athlete, no no matter what school you're at, that's a lot of work, right? That's a lot Mm of different things to keep up with and, and doing. And I think what was difficult was that all of the people you know around you at home like for me in Sweden maybe family and friends a lot of those people that you're used to you know talking to for support and everything they haven't been through maybe the same thing that you have over in the U.S. and I think that was a big you know challenge of not being able to maybe have them relate to what you're going through Mm. at certain times and everything so um yeah that was definitely a bit of a not a shock but you know you know it's going to be a lot of work but I think it's um yeah it's probably a lot more than what some people expect uh, before going there because you do need a lot of time management skills and organization and everything like that to yeah keep up with all the work and uh, and everything so that was definitely a bit of a challenge and for me as well I think something that makes it diff- different when you play college golf is that it's a team sport in college mm, and normally yeah. golf is not um, so I think that's also something that's different because you're not used to as a golfer maybe you know work with other people and i mean you have maybe your club team and everything like that but it's at a different level in in college because you have you know team practices you do exercises together and in golf you're normally you know a bit more individual um not saying that in a way that i don't like working with people yes (laughs) i do and that's great and that's also very fun that's a fun part of college right being able to compete as a team and and accomplish things together but it's also difficult sometimes when you're a bunch of people coming from different backgrounds not being used to playing your sport as a team to make that kind of go together um, so really cool but also challenging at times but yeah there there are so many different things that are challenging but I wouldn't say like you know in a bad way in terms of the experience so I can probably keep going a lot of things mm, I think yeah. but those those are two of maybe the main things that come to mind at first for me at least
0: yeah totally i i agree and i can relate because yeah when you first move there you know those things are coming and they're gonna like hit you um but then it hits differently when you're there you're trying to figure out also who you are in a way that you're learning so much new things and starting to (laughs) realize ah, okay maybe i like that after all and you know you're growing as well and then you're trying to comprehend everything that's going on and so yeah it's a lot but um it's, yeah. it's a really cool, like um, learning experience, and and so cool. And also the fact that golf is like a team sport. There, I didn't even think about that first, uh, but I think it's in every every sport, kind of in all like uh, different individual sports as well, like mm-hmm. tennis and uh, track and field, and even in beach volleyball, it's kind of like a two player sport. But in there, it was like a team sport more. Of you play as exactly, a and that's an and interesting that's... aspect. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's, it's complicated. I mean, it's because it's also individual. I mean, it's both, you know, like obviously when we played tournaments, we had individual th- results and we also mm-hmm. have team results. So you do have both aspects still. Like, I mean, when I went out to play, I didn't play together with a teammate. I focused on my own score, my own shots and everything. And then we added it together as a team. Mm-hmm. But it also makes it, intense like I guess all sports in college because your teammates but you're also always competing against each other for that spot on the team so that's a very intense environment if you're not used to that I think. Um, yeah and you can probably relate to that as well you know it's your friends and your teammates but you're also competing against them because obviously you want to play right so it's um yeah that's intense yeah that's (laughs) That's really what I'm gonna say about it
0: (laughs) yeah because the sport itself like golf I think it's one of the most intense and craziest sport (laughs) I think like the mentality and the intensity and then you add that like on top of your you know moving to a new country and like having so much homework and the, the load of the of the school and I don't know we did a lot of volunteer stuff and like new people and so it's a lot and then you add the at the team team aspect to it that yeah wow
1: I'm yeah wow. and <laughs> like you said growing as a person as well I mean that's a big aspect too that I didn't think about at first but like you said it's true it's going to a new country it's new culture it's people from different places everything is in a new language obviously Um, I think in in Sweden and Finland as well like we're lucky a lot of people speak quite good English and the Mm -hmm. education in terms of English is very good but it's still completely different all of a sudden everyone you're communicating with you're communicating in English and all your schoolwork, all your classes everything is in English so there's a lot of you know um, yeah, all of these aspects as well. That you know, it's not only about who you are as an athlete and developing as an athlete, but also as a person, like you said. So, yeah, there are many aspects to it. It's, it's definitely a lot to deal with. I think in the beginning. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. There's lots of to lots of process. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: But what about then? Some things. If you now look back, and you would have to list a few things that you learned during your years. I'm sure you learned a lot. I mean, every day is a learning learning opportunity, and. Every day is new, but um, looking out back, what would you say that you learned the most?
1: Yeah, this is a difficult one um, (laughs) as well. I think one thing I learned is definitely like time management organization, like I talked about before. Mm -hmm. That's a big one, um, because maybe when you're a bit younger, you get a lot of things kind of, you know, served. Um, for you, you know, like, okay, this is where you need to go now. This is what you have to do. But there's a lot of responsibility in being able to like, you know, hold yourself accountable for your schedule, for your things, making sure everything gets done um so that's definitely a big one together with other people in maybe ways that you haven't before um so that's definitely an important aspect and I think networking as well because in the US they're doing a lot of things like you said with volunteer work and um there's a lot of people that you know donate money in different ways to the school and things and I think that also puts you in situations where you network and you connect with people and um kind of in that you know business I guess, world in another way. And that's not something I was used to before. So that kind of put me outside of my comfort zone. But was also, I guess, a good thing that I learned that will help me now, you know, like connecting with someone like you or connecting for business opportunities, things like that. Hmm. Um, So that was important. I can't come up with whatever (laughs) else I was saying before. I feel bad I can come up with more that I learned. But I mean, yeah, I just, I learned so many things in general. Like I said, you you grow as a person um, in so many different ways. Yeah, that's actually
0: um, interesting. The aspect of, you know, preparing kind of for for the outside world, they're really keen on the academics and creating connections and networking. Mm -hmm. And maybe my next question is for you that, um, did you feel like in your school, they were specifically preparing you to go pro as a golfer? Or were they more like preparing you, you know, kind of like, let's, let's like, get your level as good as you can during these four years, and then you're going to the working world and, like, bye. Like, that was really rough, but, you know. um, Mm -hmm. Because I have a feeling that it's more of finding your best version of yourself during those four years and not necessarily preparing you to go to pro because it's such a low percentage that they go pro from from
1: America. So how do you Mm -hmm. feel about that? Yeah, I'm with you 100%. It was not about going pro, I mean, Mm -hmm. at all. It was more every class you know like yeah only about like four percent or four percent of like college athletes move on to become professionals so like you really need to think about what else you're going to do and like all of this there was a lot of opportunities for like internships and Mm -hmm. doing those types of things so it's not really in terms of the sport I think sport is more for a lot of Americans a way of like getting through college being able to afford it right but it's not necessarily something that they want to yeah take to the next level afterwards for a lot of them it is but for the majority probably not um and I feel in many ways for me my experience obviously I did improve as a player but towards the end of my college experience I felt more discouraged in you know taking golf to the next level and going pro and that was also one of the reasons why I did take a break after college and didn't play for I think one and a half year um, before finally starting to play again this year and deciding to turn Mm. pro so um, yeah, definitely in my experience, like like you said now, it, it was more discouraging. It was not really helping me and preparing me for that step. It was more preparing me for like, yeah, um, the business world, which obviously if you're pro, you still need all of those. Um, you need to be able to make connections. You need to be able to speak with people because you need sponsors. You need people to help you, um, you know, in your team. So it's still important. But yeah, it was not really preparing me for for being an athlete for a living right so
0: yeah yeah and it's interesting because um maybe for those who are listening and thinking about us and have big dreams as an athlete like i'm not saying that you shouldn't go you know um it's a great place to grow and i mean you're a professional i'm aiming to be professional and we both went there and it's also about the level kind of like what what kind of school you're going into and what the program of the school is what they're aiming for Mm -hmm. but i would say as well like most most of it is just Focusing on that four year, making sure you do a great job in academically and in the athletics, and that's kind of like let's see what Mm -hmm. happens after that. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Uh, Yeah, but you said a little bit about the the break you took after after graduating. So tell me about that. You you took a break, and uh, this year you're back back on the golf course. So yeah, talk about that.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I would say that was probably one of the challenges as well with the U.S. Like you said now I don't want to discourage anyone because it was definitely such a great experience but I think it was difficult as well coming back from college and that's something Mm -hmm. that I don't think people speak a lot about. They speak a lot about you know going there and um, you know preparing for your college years but nobody speaks really about you know how you're going to feel whenever you come home especially if you come from Europe right and you go all the way to the U.S. and after four years you're coming back to Europe and obviously things have changed nothing is the same and you're a bit stuck feeling like okay what am I supposed to do new, do now right yeah um, and since I was very yeah discouraged about continuing to play golf after college I had um I didn't play too well my last year I had not the best relationship with my coach I didn't really feel that supported in you know my abilities and my um maybe dreams that I understand now that I had, but that I didn't really pursue, right? Mm. Um, So then I was like, okay, I'm just gonna take a break. I don't want to play. I just want to figure out kind of who I am and my identity outside of golf. Like who am I as a person? What do I enjoy? What do I want to do when I'm not playing golf? So I did move to Barcelona together with my boyfriend. We lived there for one and a half years. Mm. Um, I just worked in sales um didn't necessarily enjoy sales but now I know that so that was a good experience as well (laughs) um and yeah that's pretty much it I didn't play golf I did other things just enjoyed myself and tried to figure everything out and obviously the pandemic hit um lost that job that I didn't really like anyways Mm. um and had to kind of think again about what I wanted to do and what was important to me and for some reason I realized that I did miss golf and I started questioning you know all of these things like okay but why did I really stop um am I sure that I don't want to play more? am I sure that I don't want to compete um and like did I make this decision because of myself or was it because of you know other people and what they think and um if they think I'm good enough or is it because I think I'm not good enough you know there were so many mm-hmm. questions in my head just trying to figure out and I guess it came down to okay well if I don't go back to golf and give this a chance now, then will I regret it in the future, right? And the obvious answer was yes. And this is, it's such a cliche question because it's what a lot of people say, but at the same time, it's so important because when you think about it that way, it becomes really clear, then you don't have to think about all of these other questions, you know? Um, And you kind of stop caring about what other people think and you're just thinking, okay, but for me, does this matter? Like, will I regret it if I don't do it? And the answer was yes. I was like, okay, well, and that's what I want to do, right? That's what I have to do. so yeah, this year I moved back right now. I'm in Sweden. So I moved back to Sweden with my boyfriend, Um started playing again. And yeah, I just realized, like I said, that I, I want to compete again. I want want to get back into, um yeah, that area of golf. And I turned pro, yeah, a few months ago, one month ago, two months ago now. Amazing. Um, I've only played. Yeah. Thank you. I've only played okay. one tournament. Thank you. Yeah. I'm really excited about it, but it's still so new. That's the thing too. And obviously in golf it's a bit different because it's not like you don't need to sign with a team right to become Mm. pro you kind of choose by yourself if you're a pro or not like your status um so it's a different yeah I guess it's a a different way compared to signing with a team and everything so it's more individual but um, right now the season is kind of coming to an end. So obviously I made this decision in the end of the season. I only played one tournament. So um, right now I'm just yeah focusing on my training and preparing for the next year, which will be like my first full year. So I will play from the beginning till to end right. So yeah, there's been a lot of things happening in my life. I don't know for the past two years since college, from not wanting to play golf, not wanting to pick up my clubs again, to just feeling like this is all I want to do. So a lot of ups and downs, and uh, yeah. yeah, for finally arriving <laughs> to yeah. where I am today. So yeah. Well, that's, uh, but that's such an inspiring, cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, so inspiring story, and you know, always reminding us that sometimes we have to kind of hit the low, or I don't know necessarily where you even that mm-hmm. low, but you kind of realize that hey. I'm doing sales. Is this what I really want? You know, am I escaping something with this and just trying to, you know, prove something to others? And and then pandemic hits, and I think that's a that's, <laughs> that's probably been like for a lot of people that's been some kind of turning point and really questioning like what am I doing? And that's pretty awesome how it turned out. And now now yeah. I'm pro pro golfer. Obviously, it probably hasn't been that easy. You know, I just decided, and then here I am but you know so when you're looking yeah looking back
1: you can say those things and it it probably
0: feels pretty damn good
1: it does I mean and that's the thing even though I haven't like I mean I haven't played a full season as a pro yet and I haven't competed that much as a pro but it's just for me it was such a big step to be able to sit here and say like yeah but I'm a pro golfer and this is what I want to do because it's you know a lot of internal things to kind of Um, how do you say move past in terms of admitting that not only to other people but admitting to myself that that's something Mm -hmm. I want to do Um, so just that is like a victory in itself I think to be able to be clear with that and not feel like I don't know not embarrassed, but, you know, you always uh, have that little voice inside of your head that, like, mm. okay, what are people going to think? Do they think I'm crazy? Do they think I'm good enough? And just be able to say, like, oh, but it doesn't matter what they think. If I think I'm good enough, then that's what matters, right? So that's yeah. that's a victory, the first victory on the road, I think. <laughs> yes, for sure.
0: Yeah. You, do you know so, what was kind of the, you know, what was the, the thought or what was the moment that you realized, like, I don't care what other think. like, I'm going to go towards this. What can you... Like
1: recognize that what happened? I think a big part of it was a lot of the conversations I had with my boyfriend. So he was the one that really helped me talk through all of this. Um, And the one I would say that really encouraged me to go after it as well, which I'm so grateful for. Um, And it's just so so much easier, I think, when you don't have to deal with that by yourself because a lot of these thoughts and a lot of these things are are difficult and it's difficult to believe in yourself. But having just one person that believes in you and that can help you kind of overcome that fear of what you know other people think. Mm. um, I think, I mean for me that's been very important. So I don't know if it's a specific moment, but it's just overall like those conversations over a longer period of time and that support from him as well to be like, okay, but you're scared of telling this or that person that you want to go pro. Okay. We'll call them and tell them now, you know, kind of that support of Mm, getting past that thing of, you know, being scared of what other people think. And I think he told me about um, this quote as well, that whenever I feel, I don't know, not stupid, but you know, you're feeling like who am I to think that I can become like a really, really good golfer to think that there's nothing more, like failure is only not trying right like there's no Mm. failure in trying and giving it your all it's more failure like you're more of a coward if you don't give it a try so it's all of these things as well that made me you know feel like it doesn't really matter what other people think about it because maybe the reason they're you know looking down at me or um, they're thinking that I'm a bit you know stupid in my choices maybe it comes down to them and what they feel about themselves and their dreams and what they go after so it's more being able to see that what I do um, or what I want to do it's I mean it has nothing to do with them it's just me and yeah my yeah. choices I guess <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense but yeah totally definitely yeah. all the conversations and all the things that um, yeah I talked about with him and he's supporting that so that was probably the, the main thing I think
0: yeah, that sounds so good. That sounds like a, an amazing supporter and uh, kind of guidance. And like, yeah, sometimes we just yeah. need a person who's kind of a little bit like shaking us and being like, hey, come on, like, I believe in you. You're going to believe in yourself. And I really like that quote exactly. as well. The only thing to fail is kind of like the thing that you don't try or... or
1: exactly. Yeah. So I really yeah. like that. That's yeah. the failure. Because, yeah, I mean, like you said, sometimes it's not, it's not necessarily that you don't believe in yourself, but sometimes I think it's difficult to be honest with yourself and Mm. yourself um, like what your dreams are or you know um, the things that you want to do the things that you want to go after but if you have that person that's telling you like it's okay like whatever it is like I'm here I'm supporting you I believe in you then you can be like oh but you know what that's true I actually want to do this and I actually think that I can do it so you just need that little extra push sometimes.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. And it's it's normal because you have to think about like other aspects in life as well, like financial things and um, like the realistic mm-hmm. point of view as, as well. But then it's so amazing when, when there's a person who's like telling you that it's going to be okay and go for it. So that's kind of like where you get the the encouragement and you're like, yes, I'm going to do it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Hey, let's talk about a little bit, a little bit about the game of golf itself. To <laughs> you know, I am so okay. still so fascinated <laughs> about the game. I, I, I've been watching Tiger Woods. You know those movies and and all the pro players and even you. Like how you do those shots. Like how what is that swing? <laughs> I, I just, I'm amazed. Um. But yeah, let's talk about a little bit about the the mindfulness of aspect and the game you know, I I bet you have to be pretty mindful in the the game of golf. Do you practice mindfulness? (laughs) What do you think about mindfulness and golf? Uh, Talk about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I haven't really been practicing mindfulness as much as I should have, I think, and as much as I want to um but it's definitely something um like now since i took up golf again i think i've started thinking more about it because i have a different approach to the game now i feel a bit more um calm i feel like Mm -hmm. i have a healthier you know relationship with golf and kind of the mental aspect because the mental side is huge right um you do really have to be present in every moment to be able to succeed on the golf course. You have to be able to not think about the future outcomes and results like we talked about before and just be in the moments. I think mindfulness and really being able to be here and now focus on the next shot, the next thing that you're about to do rather than everything else around you is mm-hmm. so, so important. And I mean, I can't speak about you know um, specific mindful exercises or meditation and that impact that it can have on golf because I haven't given it enough of a try myself. But yeah. I really, really believe that those types of, you know, exercises can be very beneficial. And it's something that I want to incorporate as well. Now, when I start, you know, this pro journey and I prepare for the next season, it's something that I want to incorporate more because I think it can help with the mental side and the mental preparation and just the overall approach to, you know, staying in the moment on the golf course, because that's so, so important. I think that's what makes the difference between the people who make it and the people who don't. Because mm-hmm. um, if you're, you know, can't continuously worrying about the future and all the things around you it's very very difficult to perform and golf is also very long right a round takes four or five hours um, and most of the time tournaments are a few days uh, long so you play for many many hours and if you're not at the level where you have a caddy with you you're basically alone out there with your thoughts so it's really really important to be able to control them and to um yeah be able to concentrate your energy and your focus on the next shot and not like the shot you're gonna hit in two hours you know so it's um yeah I think it's a super interesting conversation and I don't know if people talk too much about it like in a way that they talk about mindfulness but I think Mm -hmm. definitely the part of being present in the moment is something that a lot of people speak about like if you talk to sports psychologists or people that work with the mental side of golf I think um, yeah being present is something that they talk to talk about but not necessarily about like mindfulness practices and meditation and stuff like that but yeah that makes sense
0: yeah for sure yeah <laughs> I mean being present and mindfulness kind of the same same thing
1: um, yeah yeah I can
0: I bet it's huge I can <laughs> I can tell example of my golfing um, okay <laughs> <laughs> the maybe like couple or three three weeks ago i I had a par put. And I went there mm-hmm. and my friend was like, hey, like, you know, you have a, if you make this it's a par. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't even like realize that. And I went there and at first my thoughts were like, oh my God, I'm not going to get it. Like if I get it, it's going to be par. But then, you know, like so many million little mm-hmm. bumps. But then I was like, okay, let's, let's try some mindfulness let's just try to, you know, relax. And I was just breathing. I was focusing my breath. I went there confident. I like was practicing a little bit. And I didn't even think about it. It's going to be a par. I just thought about the shots, you know, it's just, you know, good finish and a nice, nice swing uh, or puts or whatever you call it. And then he went in and I was like, wow, You yeah. know, like I just, it was, it was maybe like one minute or two minutes The you know, the shift first, I was like, I'm going to fail. But then I was like, Hey, I'm just going to focus on this one. I don't really care about the outcome. Like for, forget the pars word, just, you know, do it. Like, enjoy. yeah enjoy the puts. And that was amazing. I
1: was like, wow, this is such a cool. Yeah, but that's such a good example of how it works, because I think that's exactly what it is, right? Being able to not, you know, put all of these, all of this pressure into the equation of, you know, what's going to happen if I make it, what's going to happen if I miss Mm. it, like, and just take it for what it is and just be present in what you're trying to do. And then whatever happens after you'll deal with it then. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, That's such a good such a good example and I can recognize myself in that type of stuff all the time I think when I played in college that was my biggest issue of like finishing around, right it was mm-hmm. the same thing I would play really good maybe for 14 or 15 holes and then all of a sudden instead of focusing on the next shot I'd be like oh my gosh if I make par on the last like four holes I'm gonna shoot this score um mm-hmm. oh but number 17 is a really really tough hole like if I'm this many over par now and I fuck up on that hole, sorry, I said that word, but yeah. um, If I mess up on that hole, then I'm not going to like finish with a good score, you know, like all of these thoughts and all of these things started getting into my mind. And obviously it, made me not being able to finish around, I would always mess up in the end because I wasn't able to stay in the moment and just take it shot by shot and not think so much about the outcomes I think yeah it's it's so important to be able to control that and control your thoughts and and your focus and um yeah it's definitely something I need to get get better at and I think the the best players in the world I'm sure in in all sports but speaking about golf I'm sure that's something that they're really really good at and um it's when they fail to do that that they also fail um looking at the results right like Mm -hmm. they they fail to perform when they can't stay in the moment so um. yeah
0: yeah But that makes a lot of sense and when i think about it you can apply that for for any sport really especially when Mm -hmm. there's even a small break you can you know you can take it deep breath and just think about that moment and not think about the score you know in beach volleyball situation we played it until 21 to win a set and if you're thinking like in situation 2019 if you're thinking about oh my god one more point and we win you're screwed you know you just have to yeah one (laughs) performance at a time you know pass set, hits and you know it's, it's it's similar so that's why it's that's why maybe i've been liking golf as well because it is such a like mindful game and you always have you always have a next shot to get better kind of you're in the moment but if you mess up you can well i'm i mess up all the time i don't know where i play but i I, that's why i i'm addicted because i can always get better and i can see that see the result pretty fast and um it's interesting
1: it's difficult it's easy to to talk about it and like yeah you need to focus on the next shot and the next moment but if I go out to play tomorrow I'm probably really gonna have to work hard on making sure that I'm not thinking ahead of myself so yeah it's, yeah, yeah it's it's very difficult but I think it, it, yeah like I said it makes such a big difference when when you're able to do it the right way that's when you see the result that's when it mm. that goes in right so, yeah
0: yeah exactly yeah <laughs> so speaking of that what do you do when you hit a bad shot
1: Well, um, what I should do is that I should just, you know, deal with it, address it, and just move on and take the next one. Like we said, now it's in the past, it's gone. And um, next focus is the next shot, right? Mm. Obviously, (laughs) I'm not perfect. That's not what I do every time. Sometimes I get really upset. I used to get really upset Mm. um, when I was younger in college still. I had more issues, I think, with my attitude, um, getting in the way kind of, of me moving on and I think that's such a good example as well of uh, what we talked about now the, now the mindfulness. It also has to do with you being able to accept and move on from just what just happened and not keep thinking about that as you you know take on the next challenge. Um, so right now, as I'm working on all of this, I'm really just trying to not put too much emotion into what I'm doing when I'm out there on the course. Um, it's easy to say that, but it's also difficult to do it. But I'm really trying to just, you know, okay, so what? I hit a bad shot. It went left, wherever, into the woods. Okay, that's what it is. I'm going to have mm-hmm. to go in there. I'm going to have to find my ball and I'm going to have to hit it again, right? And just yeah. try to bring a better attitude into it. Um, I'm trying as well sometimes, like you talked about, taking a deep breath, uh, exa- especially when I'm getting mad, right? Or when I'm getting frustrated. I'm trying to use that kind of my breathing, kind of control it and slow it down to just get back into a more calm state, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, And sometimes when it's just really complicated, I try to get myself some, this is a weird, but like some goals. Like, let's say I'm really, really frustrated with a shot on the golf course and I'm walking down the fairway and I'm really, really struggling to like, let it go. Then I'm just telling myself, okay, do you see that tree there? When you pass that, you can't think about it anymore. You know, like things like this, I'm trying to put like, okay, a limit to for how long I can be mad um, or frustrated about it. And then whenever... I get past that point I have to let it go right it's in the past now um, sometimes that helps if it's really if it's really really difficult you know especially you're um, you're playing maybe in a tournament or something like that and it feels a bit more um, important to you and you you mess up it's a bit more difficult sometimes to deal with it so there are many different ways of how I deal with it now um, whereas I know that I'm not maybe dealing with it in the best way possible, always. But definitely, I, I'm I'm trying to incorporate that mindfulness aspect into it of being able to just address it as this is the way it is. Now let's put it behind us and just just move on, right? Yeah. But yeah, uh, definitely easier to say it than, than to do it, I think.
0: Mm, yeah, for sure. But I like that, like accept and let go. And I like I really like the fact that how you described if there's a, like, for example, a tree and then when yeah. like, that's kind of like a like a like a visually a thing for you that you can see, and then that reminds your brain and kind of like, okay, now it's like at last time to let go. Um yeah. of course that also can be easier said than done, but at least it's some kind of like triggering point for you or Mm -hmm. help um, to guide you so that's really cool I'm
1: gonna use that yeah (laughs) yeah yeah you should try it and I mean obviously I think the more you play as well from experience I also know that whenever I do get mad it typically just makes the whole situation worse because I'm gonna move on and I'm gonna hit an even worse shot on my next Mm -hmm. one Um, so I know from experience what comes out of being mad So I think that helps as well to deal with it. It's more difficult in the beginning or I think when you're younger as well to, you know, accept what has happened and just move on. But from experience as well, like that helps me to know that, okay, if I get mad, that's not going to make anything better. I really do need to change my attitude and my approach if I want to turn this around. So uh, just the experience of it also helps to, you know, force myself into, I guess, a better yeah,
0: state of yeah. mind. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I was my next question was going to be like, how do you get back into the game? But I guess um, we kind of like covered that already. That you cannot really think about the game as a as a bigger picture, I guess, because you have to think about the, you know, that one moment and accept and let mm-hmm. go, and then take each moment as they come. Um, would that be your kind of like a ideal ideal thinking for you, or how do you how do how do you kind of get back into the game?
1: Yeah I think so and I think such an important thing with golf too Um, and I heard some of this on a podcast the other day that I listened to that was really interesting about golf right Mm. Um, with one of the coaches and one of the top players uh, on the tour right now and he was saying that you know um, what a lot of people fail to do on the golf course is that they change their strategy they change their mindset depending on how they play um, Mm. which obviously you shouldn't do and I think Like you said, yes, you're supposed to take everything step-by-step and shot-by-shot, but I also think that in order to get back into the game, you need to just stick to the strategy that you had from the beginning, right? That's an important part of it, that yes, it's shot-by-shot, but before you go out to play, you already have a strategy, especially for tournaments. You do a practice round, you already know the course, you're gonna know when you get out on the course okay this hole is a bit easier this is a better chance for me to make a birdie whereas this hole is really difficult if I get away with a par that's a really really like job well done right Mm. so whenever you do get into a tough situation or you kind of mess up instead of like panicking and being like okay now I made like I don't know a double bogey I need to make a few birdies to make up for it like no like that's not going to help you. You need to just get back to your, your original plan. You need to know that you need to be patient. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the next toll is going to be difficult. You can't try to force anything. Take it shot by shot. And you know that down the line with the strategy that you had from the beginning, there's going to be opportunities to make birdies and to, you know, have some good holes. So it's just about taking it shot by shot, but also knowing that you need to be patient and you need to follow your strategy kind of no, no matter what happens, if that makes sense. Yeah, so for sure. Yeah, it's, a, it's a bit of both kind of I think. yeah
0: yeah but it's kind of like trusting the process and trusting the, mm-hmm. the strategy and and yourself yeah 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 absolutely cool yeah if you had to kind of like describe yourself and uh, what you've learned with sports and especially golf it's probably affected your life a lot it's uh it's probably like a platform where you can you know really enjoy yourself and that's the thing you love um but how would you say that sports has shaped your way of thinking and your identity
1: like how has how it how has it made it you today um yeah I mean obviously it's yeah it shaped me like you said I think everyone that's been playing sports like pretty much their whole life can say that it's a big part of who they are right like Um, I mean, first of all, just being extremely competitive. And if other people have played sports, they're probably like me. I like to compete, whatever I do. You know, if it's, Mm -hmm. I don't know, you're playing a game at home after dinner, you're super competitive, you want to win, you know? So that's just a funny aspect of it. But also I think it's really helped me in my outside life because it's helped me be better at, you know, setting goals and working hard to achieve those goals. I think sports really teach you that, there's nothing that's going to come for free, right? You're not going to get good at something overnight. You need to put in some effort and in order to move towards, you know, getting better and move towards your goals, you need to be clear with them. You're not going to get better if you don't, if you don't know where you're moving or in what direction you're moving. So Mm -hmm. I think sports and especially golf has really helped me with that aspect. And that applies to life and everything that you do, whatever you want. Like if you're not an athlete, but you're working at a job or you have other dreams or goals, um, you know sports teaches you that you need to be patient you need to put in the work to be able to to get to where you want to be so that's definitely um a big one and yeah it's also taught me that you need to be able to focus on like we said before what you can control yourself Um, especially in golf I think a lot of people talk about golf being kind of you know um, very similar to life in that sometimes you get you know a good kick sometimes you get a bad kick and you can't really control it you can't control the outcome or the the result you can only control like your response to it right like we talked about now I can't control if I hit a good shot and it hits a tree and it went goes into the water I don't know then I can't control that I can only control the way that I respond to it and I think it's the same in life sometimes things things don't always go your way um and you can't really control that and sports help you to focus on what you can control which is your input and your response and and um yeah i think that that helps you a lot in whatever situation you you face in life so that's probably a big one as well
0: oh i really like that that's a really really good yeah. point and <laughs> a, a perfect way to end it and our conversation um, but um actually before we do end, i have a little questionnaire for you these are quick Quick funny questions, um, okay. uh, let's go Let's go over that. And I'm not
1: very fast with answers, I'll try. No, no
0: worries. Um, I tried to add some golf related questions, so you're probably gonna be like, what is that question? But um, anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> irons or a
1: hybrid? Um, irons, I think. Yep. <laughs>
0: uh, what about playing in plus five or plus 35 degrees?
1: 35 I don't care if it's warm I prefer oh, really that.
0: okay what about the US or Europe
1: oh that's so difficult mm. um I would probably have to say Europe still yeah it's just it feels more home you know that's yeah. it the culture and, and yeah. everything I think it's yeah easier if you're European you feel more at home with European culture I think so, yeah yeah <laughs> uh,
0: coffee or tea
1: That's difficult. I really do like both, but I think coffee. Uh,
0: What about dream travel destination?
1: Oh, this one is really difficult. Um, One place I've wanted to go for a long time is South Africa, because they're supposed to have really beautiful golf courses there, but they also have safaris and everything like that. And I really like that, you know, seeing animals and being out in nature. So I think that's a destination where I would be able to like, yeah, combine both a bit, hopefully.
0: Yeah, nice. Hey, perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, how can uh, our listeners find you? How, I know you do cool um, golf videos and I'm absolutely <laughs> obsessed with them, uh, but tell our listeners how they can find you.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, it's putting with Ellie um, on Instagram. It's putting with Ellie on TikTok. Um, also, my website is PaddingwithElly.com. It's Padding with Ellie everywhere, basically on YouTube. So wherever you want to find me, I think that's the easiest thing to, um, to search for and also on there you can find like my email address if you want to get in touch with me and everything. So yeah, um, yeah that's probably the safest bet.
0: Yeah, I will um, add all of those information into this uh, episode description. I think that's such a cool uh, like a brand name and, uh, and a creator name. <laughs> and such a cool cool name. Putting with Thank you. That. So good
1: thank you I appreciate that putting is what I love the most about golf so it made sense for me I thought it yeah. was fun yeah totally. <laughs> so thank you for saying that it makes me happy
0: yeah hey thanks yeah. Ellie so much this was, this was so interesting I've been wanting to have a golfer in my podcast and just trying to understand the game a little bit better and the mindset and the, yeah everything and I, I really appreciate your time so thank you so much
1: no thank you I, I really really enjoyed it like I said before I mean I've been doing some podcasting myself, but I'm always the one asking questions. I'm not used to getting the questions and actually having to think and to, you know, um, answer it myself. That's really interesting. And um, I really enjoy the conversation and, and everything that you ask. So, yeah, thank you so much.